Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Back at home for a year, tucking them in the bed and reading that story every night. Thousands of Americans, tens of thousands, have had that experience. As the English poet John Milton wrote, they also serve who only stand and wait. All the mothers and fathers, sons and daughters, spouses, all those who stand alongside our veterans and their families, caregivers, survivors, you are the solid steel spine that bears up under every burden. That's President courageous Joe Biden heart. speaking at Arlington National Cemetery. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. The importance of remembering Veterans Day. And there are, there are so many who desperately want to just think of it as another day. Because to think about veterans is to think about sacrifice, think about giving something up or serving your nation, and that means the nation must have value. And there are many people out there who don't want you to think that the nation has value. But of course it does. And how do we go about encouraging people to follow that instinct, to, to not only love their country, but warts and all, but be willing to defend it. Senator Todd Young joins us right now from the great state of Indiana, my state, of course. Uh, he is the senator served in the U.S. Marine Corps. And I do have some breaking news and things to get into with you. Uh, but you have on your Twitter feed uh, there uh, a conversation about your time in, in the military uh, serving uh, the country. Uh, a quick, sir, so we can because we know you're going to do it. Uh, your thoughts on Veterans Day. Well, Tony, thank you for having me on, on uh, such a uh, such a special day. Uh, this is, of course, as, as you said in your lead-in, a time when we remember those who served in Freedom's Army, uh, you know, protected our rights and our freedoms, and, um, and and done it from the very beginning, from Lexington and Concord to um, Abbey Gate in Afghanistan recently. Uh, each generation has consistently stepped up. And I would say, sort of in answer to your question, the way we can get future generations to step up, to answer the call of duty, to raise their hand and say, I love my country enough to uh, even give my life for it, is to honor our veterans, uh, teaching a lesson through our example to our children and grandchildren. I I go about watching the politics like you do, sir, but I, I get the, the luxury of, of not having to then work with these people and try and create legislation. Uh, it is hard to take a look at the other side of the aisle right now in the main, although there can be specific people, and think that they have the same view of America and the idea of a value in America as you do. You're, you're up to it. You, you are nose to nose with it. Is that assessment, which is held by me, and I would argue millions of Americans and certainly millions of Hoosiers, uh, is that is that assessment off base? And it, do you do you feel there's a way to bridge that gap and bring people back to at least an understanding that America has value? So I, I think in the sense that, uh, you know, has the National Democratic Party been taken over by uh, a group of far-left ideologues, 
uh, who want to deconstruct our history, uh, who embrace and sorry about that, and, and who, who who embrace and 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 put forward a, a narrative for our children and our grandchildren and everyone else that uh, we are an irredeemably flawed nation. Uh, yes, uh, I do think that that's currently the situation. There are patriots who self-identify as Democrats, as Republicans, as independents, and, and, and we all understand that. And I think that's the majority of Americans. But the National Democratic Party has indeed been hijacked by far-left extreme ideologues. And, and, um, and there are elements within the Democratic Party that no doubt want to fight back against that. But I, I think it's a real problem. And that's why I'm really encouraged that the American people have been staying vigilant and attending school board meetings, staying involved in, in their national politics, speaking out, saying we, we did not want a revolution. We wanted a restoration of some semblance of normalcy. Uh, we we want to get through uh, the current economic troubles. We want to secure a border. I mean, just common sense things, and that's not what we're getting from the far-left Democratic Party, which unfortunately narrowly controls uh, the the levers of power in Washington. Well, we'll get to where we think the Senate's going in 2022, talking to Senator Todd Young of Indiana. Now let's get into what we're seeing around the globe. And when I do get with you, I, I try and dig a little more into the, the foreign policy. This is Secretary Anthony Blinken uh, stating that the United States, the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, saying that the United States would take action. That's the quote. Action if China were to use force uh, to, well, basically retake Taiwan and never mind that they claim Taiwan is theirs, but a conversation of physical force to take over Taiwan. They are already uh, engaging in a series of, of air exercises over Taiwanese airspace. The United States is prepared to get into a physical confrontation with the Chinese military? I think uh, what I heard... Uh, from your readout there, uh, Tony, is action. To me, that word is sufficiently ambiguous to maintain um, some uncertainty in the minds of foreign leaders, Xi Jinping in particular, uh, but also other you know, bad actors uh, uh, about what precisely the United States will do. I think the U.S.'s official position, and maybe he should have been clearer about this, is we will stand up for the democratic countries of the world, for those who, who you know, uh, don't violate the rules of, of uh, you know, free trade, uh, who don't steal our intellectual property, uh, who, who um, are not threatening the United States of America uh, with military power, all of which uh, the Chinese Communist Party is doing. So uh, we need to align ourselves very closely with all these nations. And um, uh, China knows that the threat is, is it should be and is very high if they intend to take any aggressive measures against our friends. If they were to occupy Taiwan, uh, Tony, I, I think it's really important everyone know uh, that is that's a key piece of real estate, not only because they produce most of the computer chips uh, that our country relies on for high end pro products and thus you know, helps us run our economy. But they would also then get a foothold in what's called the first island chain around China. 
if they get a foothold there, splitting in half that island chain, then they will essentially be able to interrupt most of the international trade routes that bring goods and services uh, to and from our shores, and our very way of life will be undermined. So we cannot allow uh, China uh, to occupy uh, Taiwan, and I, I think an expression of bold action, if they were to attempt to, is uh, appropriate. Now, you're getting no disagreement from me about this. I am absolutely somebody who understands uh, China's aggression, uh, China's issue, our issue with China, what we're talking about, uh, about the future of, of trade. But the question that I asked was that, was is this U.S. military and is this U.S. military leadership prepared to sink Chinese ships in the Taiwan Strait? Because action, I agree with you, sir, is absolutely an ambiguous term. But when we talk about taking action, China's already declared taking action is taking Taiwan. How else does one stop China from taking that action unless you're going to sink destroyers in the Taiwan Strait? Yeah, so you do want to ensure that the, that the Taiwanese are equipped uh, to defend themselves, and they have been purchasing the wrong weapons to do so. So our military has actually been on the ground in Taiwan for the last year plus, extending back to uh, the Trump administration. You have U.S. Marines on the ground training forces. Uh, we are beginning to equip very rapidly the Taiwanese military with the appropriate tools to, to help defend themselves. We do have other military forces, ships, et cetera, uh, nearby. We have strengthened our alliance with allied countries who can help here as well, Japan and, and Australia. And we are working with the Taiwanese so that they can become a sort of porcupine, very difficult to swallow, um, meaning uh, you, you, you make the country uh, such that, you know, the booby trap, the fabs will no longer be useful, et cetera, and so on. And, and, and so those measures are really important. What we also need to guard against is, is the occupation of the Taiwan Straits by a bunch of what appear to be like fishing cutters. The, the Chinese have a real habit of putting, you know, thousands of vessels out into a piece of ocean, supposedly to fish. These, these uh, vessels happen to have guns on them, and they never leave. So... Um, that's why it's really important that we've increased the number of military sorties uh, 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 across uh, the area and, um, and that we continue to run our ships through the Taiwan Straits. Talking, as, to, as Senator, show of force. talking to Senator Todd Young of Indiana. You can go to young.senate.gov to learn more. This is a conversation that you and I will dig into more of at, at another time and hopefully sooner rather than later. But when you are on your, your Senate website, something that you are touting is you and Senator Ted Cruz and urging uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, to enforce federal immigration laws. We have this caravan that's coming to the United States, whether it be Haitians or, or others in it, demanding entry into the United States, telling Joe Biden he has to uh, say yes and allow them into uh, the United States. Uh, there seems to be no seriousness about dealing with this issue from the administration. 
What good is urging the Secretary of Homeland Security? Look, President Biden uh, has been irresponsibly avoiding problem after problem ever since he came into office. This is probably the most obvious daily manifestation of it that we see. We are approaching roughly 2 million people uh, who illegally have crossed our border just since the beginning of the year, since he took the oath of office. This is a national security issue at a time of heightened risk of terrorism in the wake of Afghanistan. This is a public health risk. We're telling our children they need to mask in schools, but we've got millions of people crossing our southern border uh, who we know aren't, aren't, aren't vaccinated. Um, this is a rule of law issue. This is a labor market issue, as some of these uh, folks will be competing for Americans for jobs. You go on and on. A, a nation without borders is not truly a nation. So we need to finish building the wall. There, I, I have visited. I served in the Marine Corps along the southern border. I went back to the very spot I, I had served in, and, and the amount of human trafficking and drug trafficking blows the mind. There are contractors on the ground who still occupy trailers, and, and they're not doing any work. There are supplies to finish building the wall, and uh, people, you can see them walking across, walking across with little children without their parents oftentimes. They're being trafficked across. Um, this needs to stop, and the American people know it needs to stop, and the administration's not listening. So uh, I will continue to work with, with, with Ted Cruz, I'll work with any of my colleagues, Republican or Democrats, who want to tackle this in an aggressive way. But it's really a, it's going to require presidential leadership. And I, I'm glad you're bringing this up, Tony, because the media, you know, television media, uh, our, our newspapers, I understand that the zone has been flooded by crises from supply chain to inflation to Afghanistan to, uh, to, to the border and, and so on. But this needs to be covered. Well, so sir, I'm all in, Tony. We, we, we're covering. You, you, you want to walk down the streets with me. You want to go visit some friends. They're covering, and that's all across the country. But you brought up the right point. It's clear that the Biden administration, and it's clear that the progressive wing within the House of Representatives, the progressive caucus, it's clear, it's clear that the Chuck Schumer set have no interest in actually addressing this. Give me in 60 seconds one thing Congress can do, House and Senate, one thing they could do to make things better for you, me, and we, and for the American people on the border. Build the wall. Finish the wall. And reinforce our Customs and Border Patrol. We need more boots on the ground. Right there. We need proper resourcing, but more than that, we need the leadership to put those resources in the right place. That's it. Senator Todd Young, I appreciate you taking the time. Next time, we're going to get more into this China-Taiwan uh, conversation about what it takes, and then we'll talk about uh, you're running for re-election. I, I would be remiss if, if I didn't bring that up. You've got a primary challenge. We'll get into the, the, the whole thing, sir. Senator Todd Young, I appreciate you taking the time. You go to young.senate.gov uh, for the senator. Always a pleasure, sir. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz.